Hello and welcome back to It's Confidential. It has been a long time since I've recorded. Um, let's actually check. I think it's been about a month, really. When was my last upload? I'm trying to get Spotify to load here. Oh, I definitely put in the wrong name. I guess it's been that long. It's Confidential. My last episode went up on February 27th. Jeez, it is April. It's April 13th today. Um, it's just been so hard to record. It's been really hard to record because we're quarantined. This is living in a pandemic, living through a pandemic. Um, anyone know how to do that? Not me. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, it's just been hard to record because like everyone's home and I can't go anywhere and I'm still working and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm going to be doing another hashtag just checking in episode today because what else can I talk about? I don't know. Um, I have not been too active on my social media like my um it's confidential instagram account and stuff like that because i don't know i'm just like fucking i'm sorry i cursed the coronavirus have been has been so shitty i'm sure for everyone um weird it's just been so crappy and I haven't really been feeling all that motivated and blah, blah, blah. Um, I But I did post a few, like, little question thingies, like, asking you guys what you want to hear me talk about on here and any ideas or whatever. And I asked how people are um, uh, coping with quarantine and all this stuff. Um, so this is going to be a really random episode, just kind of going to be bouncing around between different topics um, and just kind of saying whatever comes to mind because hashtag I'm just checking in. (laughs) Um, So I just want to pop in for a couple questions um, real quick. So what did I ask? Let me check. This is like, when was this? Six days ago. What topics most interest you and what do you want to, what do you want to know about me? Um... Someone asked, what started your love for cooking, your fave aspects of travel, life before and after surgery? Hmm, that's a pretty good question, Kyla. Um, What started my love for cooking? I I don't think I can narrow narrow it down to, like, one thing. I know that I always used to watch um, the Cooking Network, the Cooking Channel, whatever. The Food Network, the Food Network as a child, um, like religiously i would wake up early to watch it and i just loved watching people cook specifically rachel ray chef bobby flay um this one guy named michael i don't know um who else is there emerald emerald i think emerald uh barefoot contessa she's cool um this one other guy who did like a all barbecuing and i just forget his name because this is like way back then but um there was that and I also like my mom always cooked so much growing up and we wouldn't really have a lot of like um 
take out or um we wouldn't get a lot of fast food growing up and she would like make everything from scratch so i think seeing that was really cool and inspiring um i don't know i just really connect with food it's one of my favorite um expressions of art creativity um love (laughs) friendship i think that food can be so much and i've had so many struggles with food too but it also is like such a big outlet for me to express myself i don't know or just even like it's therapeutic and i'm sure many of you can agree or can understand that because i know i've seen people talk about cooking being therapeutic and even cleaning and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's a struggle because i suffer with like food addiction and i have issues with food in that sense but it's also like one of the it brings me so much joy because i get to create recipes and not even recipes just like create dishes and kind of come up with stuff i don't know i don't know if i can explain it i just have like a cool um mixed weird relationship with food um so hopefully that answers that um favorite aspects of travel um i love seeing new places um feeling connected to a different place i love that you can this sounds so annoying and cliche but you can be whoever you want to be when you go on vacation um that's not to say that i'm like pretending to be someone i'm not but it's like you don't you're not scared of how you represent yourself i don't know um because like there chances are you're not gonna see many of the people that you run into again and um Sorry, I don't know if this is really, like, rusty, this podcast, because I haven't recorded since February 27th, so I feel like I'm going, um, and pausing and breathing a lot, but, um, bear with me. (laughs) Um, I also, I really love traveling alone, and I feel like you learn a lot about yourself and grow a lot, um, internally when you travel alone, and it's also, like, you can do whatever you want to do, and you don't have to worry about satisfying others wants and needs when you travel which isn't like a bad thing but it's like i'm on this vacation i get to spend time doing whatever i want to do i get to like reflect on whatever i want to reflect i can just be alone and i don't know it's it's refreshing it's really refreshing and i talked about um in an episode i talked about the importance of like the self-date and going taking yourself out and doing things alone it's kind of like to me it's kind of like that similar a similar concept so traveling alone, I highly rec- highly recommend taking a trip by yourself. Um, I want to do, I, I would love to do um, like an Asia trip, like uh, Thailand and Bali. Bali's in Asia, right? Indonesia. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I would love to do that alone. I don't know. Like I would love to do it alone, but it's also so far in the travel. Like I would, you'd, you're traveling for like 20 plus hours, right? So, like, I feel like that alone would suck because it's so boring and there's only so much, you like, Netflix you, you can watch and so many games you can play. I don't know. Um, but I feel like it'd be really great to do, like, a spiritual kind of trip and do some, like, hippie kind of stuff. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, life before and after surgery. Interesting. I feel like I need time to reflect, but I'll kind of just, like, talk about whatever. 
excuse me, it burped a little bit, whatever pops into my mind. So before surgery, life was good. Um, I was huge. I was 410 pounds. Um, but I, I was happy. I was so like happy with the person I was. And I never like, I didn't realize how big I was. Not that that matters, but I never realized how big I was until after I lost weight. So I feel like living in a bit of a, my mic is dusty even, <laughs> living in like, what's that word? Um, being, whew, fuck, um, naive? No, um, living in, um, I don't know, I don't know, I can't figure out the word, but it's just like kind of like not knowing, I feel like that was good for me, I don't know, like I had, a, I have had and still do have like an amazing group of friends and everyone like I've never really experienced experienced like super bad like bullying or anything with respect to that um and my health aside from being morbidly obese my health was fine I didn't have any like major health conditions I had sleep apnea but that was whatever that went away pretty soon after losing like my first hundred pounds but um I don't know. I think that I was just so, um, I just didn't, I was just like, not, I didn't know. I knew, but I didn't know. And it didn't really affect me. Nothing really affected me that much. Like, yeah, I would definitely be like, oh my God, I wish I was skinny, blah, blah, blah. But I've, I had always been like big. I've always been a big boy, a big beefy boy. <laughs> um, from like, even, like, as a, like I came out of the room, like, 13 12 or 13 pounds like I've always been big so that's all I knew and now um like there were you know when I was big or I um definitely struggled like I had a lot of anxiety around gym class and like sports and stuff like that and just like it was always like I just I can't do that that kind of like mentality, which I mean, I don't know, like not really the mentality. Like I literally couldn't, <laughs> like you physically couldn't do physical activities like that well, you know. Um, so there was that, and I remember I had a, a grade school teacher. This was like grade seven or something like that, or eight. I don't even know. Grade six, seven, eight, whatever. And like, like I said, I've always been big, and there were, we were in gym class, and like I couldn't do the things that she wanted me to do and like the class to do and like I was just kind of like trying to modify and do things differently and she like yelled at me and I was just it was like I felt like she was now looking back I feel like that was like fat shaming me and it was just like hey like fuck you <laughs> like it's like embarrassing in front of the whole class you know um there was a time where I started first when I first started college I sat in a chair in like the big community area um, and it fucking broke and I fell and like that was so embarrassing because it's like it's obviously like I broke the chair because I'm obese so that was really embarrassing because it was like a full like it wasn't the cafeteria but it was like that similar like I don't know what do you what do you call that like just like a common area so there was that um but other than that like I had no real like issues with myself self-esteem I was very confident um, I didn't pursue any romantic interests. I just, I, cause I, I was just like, and I wasn't lonely even like, I was just like, it, ugh, this sounds so sad, but I was just like, I, 
knew that it was unlikely that I would find any sort of love or romantic interest being the way I was. And I'm not saying that that's true for everyone. I just, that's just how I felt about myself and that's all I'm speaking to. Speaking to. Um, but it didn't affect me. I wasn't lonely in that aspect. Like I was like completely fine. I felt great. Um, but I had my gastric bypass surgery. I lost weight. Um, it was a really tough road just like recovering from surgery and like being that I do suffer from, I don't want to say suffer, geez, being that I do have food addiction uh, and issues with food and having have a weird relationship with food, like I mentioned, it's tough to go through that operation and no matter how prepared you are or you think you are and how much like pre-op counseling and group sessions and just like educational sessions that you do, like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into until you're there. So it's like coming out of surgery, having your stomach shrunk to the size of an egg, still being big and still being so used to eating at the volume that you would eat. Um, not being able to take in more than one sip of water for like a month. And then with that addiction, like trying to kind of stretch that and like push your limits too much and trigger warning, like throwing up every single day, not intentionally just because I would like my stomach couldn't handle it and I would just throw up um, every day for like maybe a month or two. That was really difficult. Um, but I felt great. I was like, oh my God, like I'm like, that's when I started realizing, holy shit, like I didn't realize I was that big. Like I look good. Like I, and I always knew I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be cocky. Like I always knew that I had, a, I was handsome. I had a, I'm a good looking person. Um, I don't want you guys to take that the wrong way. I'm not like some arrogant asshole, um, but I'm self-aware AF and I realize that I am handsome. And I thought I was super handsome back when I was overweight. Like I, I, I really did. And I still do. But now like there is a difference where of me like struggling with body dysmorphia and like I still see myself in the mirror as like this huge human being and like it's hard for me to be confident because I know that I don't know it's hard to explain body dysmorphia but like I it's I, my mind is tricking me into believing that I'm not where I am in terms of progress and there are other things too I don't know um I struggle like so much with my body image after weight loss because you become so obsessed with it and I was so obsessed with the number on the scale I would weigh myself every day I'd weigh myself as soon as I woke up and then I would pee and then I would weigh myself again and then I would eat and I would weigh myself again and then I would take a shit and I would weigh myself again and then before bed it was just like 10 to like five times a day like it was crazy and it got to the point where like I literally needed to have my family members take the scale or like I had to put it away and just like make the decision to not weigh myself anymore because I became so obsessed and like every time I would see that number go up or down by 0.5 to one pound it was like the end of the world or it was like oh my god I lost a pound you know it's just like an unhealthy obsession with the number on a scale which is good because obviously you want to track your progress and you want to see that you're dropping and stuff like that but it's like once you get to a point where you've already lost a significant amount of weight, it's not so much about the number 
and it's more so about how you feel, how you look, if you're comfortable with how you look, and all that. And then also the body image issues coming from all the loose skin that you have. It's it's inevitable that you're going to have loose skin post like a weight of dramatic weight loss, especially when you have a gastric bypass because the weight loss is a little faster. So it was like I dropped like a hundred pounds in like five months. Like like you know that's pretty drastic. And then I got down to like 198 pounds of weight loss. So almost 200 pounds of weight loss in like a year and a half to two years. Obviously it plateaus after, oops, after so long. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, are we frozen? Okay, no, we're good. Um, but yeah. And then whew, I got like a little sidetracked. Uh, loose skin. So yeah, loose skin. So like knowing that like, I always had this thought in my mind is like, I would weigh less if I, I didn't have my loose skin. Like I would at least weigh like 20 to 50 pounds. Like, like that was my rage. 20 to 50 pounds less if I didn't have my loose skin, which I don't even know if that's an accurate number, but I do have a lot of loose skin. So I feel like it's kind of within a similar ballpark. I don't know. I'm not an expert on loose skin <laughs> measurements and protocol. I don't know. Um, I did have a consultation for weight loss or sorry, skin removal surgery and it went well it went horrible actually because i realized that i was under the impression that i would be able to have most if not all of it covered by um ohip like the um government whatever health care stuff but um i was wrong and there was only like one little portion that would be covered and it's just kind of shitty because like I know that there are other operations that are covered and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be covered, but like this was something and it still is something that really, really, really affects my mental health. And especially back then it did. Um, and I even like went to therapy over it and like, thank God now, I mean, like I'm in a pretty good place with accepting myself and how I look and stuff like that. And knowing that I might not be where I want to be, but understanding and like honoring myself for what I can be and how I can look and knowing that I'm doing better than I was in the past. So there's that. But um, it just sucks that like something that impacts you so much, like isn't seen, isn't deemed as eligible for a coverage. Like, yeah, it's an elective surgery, but it's also like my life would be a lot better if I had it done. You know what I mean? Um, that's just the way I see it, at least. Um, but that, actually that situation, like kind of, oh, um, the reason it was so horrible, like that experience of like the consultation was because, um, sorry, I'm getting like update notifications on my laptop. It's pissing me off. Um, was because I realized the surgery was going to cost me like 30 grand <laughs> to do like everything I wanted to do and like with the loose skin. And it was just not feasible for me um, at that time. And it's still not. So it was just so discouraging because it was like, this is my last barrier and the last hurdle that I need to overcome to like, finally, like that, like this is how I was feeling like last year when this was, all um, relevant and happening. It was like to finally be free and like be happy and be like love the way I like look and all that stuff. And like 
hope like hoping that would help with the body dysmorphia and the body image issues and all that stuff um so there was like that and that kind of made me spiral a little bit and I gained a little bit of weight which which really sucks it really 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 sucks and like seeing like photos from last year and previous years it's just like it gets hard and I try like not to look at them too much because I don't want to like get back to that negative mindset but um you know it's it sucks but I know that I'm in like I'm doing as much as I can with getting myself back to a healthier mindset and healthy body status and I am definitely like making improvements in terms in terms of my physical abilities and my strength and all that so that's great because when I was so slim like I was slim but I was like I had no muscle I was so weak I couldn't like like was always dizzy because I wasn't drinking enough water and I wasn't eating enough and blah 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 so you know it's good now but it's like I'm the kind of person where it's like if I start eating something I it's really hard for me to stop so like the best thing for me is just to avoid it all together but when it's something is there it's like all I can think about and I already think about food like almost 24 hours a day like I like like just like I constantly have this like impulsive like thoughts about food 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 what am I gonna eat like I want to eat what am I gonna eat next like every single moment of every single day so when I have temptations it's so difficult for me to not and I have been strong in the past and I have like been like so good but it's like once I start like taking a little bit and like giving in a little bit it's like spiral 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 who is here it is a oh one second guys sorry about that guys one of my mom one of my mom's friends just dropped something off and I was just like what the hell is going on like this is a like we're quarantined no one should be here um anyways I was talking about food and like temptations and all that um I forget where I was I think I was just saying like I'm the kind of person who once I start eating it's hard for me to stop so having temptations and having like also also having food being like an emotional comfort thing for me it's just like it's such a <laughs> shitty situation because when I'm feeling sad I want to eat when I'm feeling um stressed I want to eat when I'm feeling happy I want to eat you know what I mean so it's so hard to get away from that and maintain like weight loss and everything and I try so hard to make healthy choices and I do eat healthy like but it's just like boy you know I'm not I'm straight out like to be honest to be frank I'm not happy with the weight gain it's been a lot anyways that's kind of negative um but um overall I do not regret having the surgery I'm so thankful for have being able to have that opportunity and losing the weight and it's great like it's something it's really hard it's, it's I, if you're thinking about doing gastric bypass like just know it's a lot more than you think and I think that the Windsor um, clinic, the bariatric clinic here in Windsor, they do a really good job at trying to prepare you and educate you. But it's like, it's hard. 
Like, I feel like you don't really know it until you're in it. And that's obviously like, true with a lot of things. But just, you know, be prepared. Be prepared. Don't regret it whatsoever. Do not regret it. Oh, we do it again in a heartbeat. And I know, having known what I know, like, now, I would probably do it better. But, um, hey, I'm human, right? Um, that was really long-winded. Uh, next question um, why do you love your sister so much? Um, Lisa, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> what are you doing to keep busy during the pandemic? God. Um, I've been cooking a lot more, which is good because I kind of like stopped cooking. Like I was cooking, but I wasn't cooking. F I wasn't creating cool things and I wasn't like intuitive cooking and it wasn't like a therapeutic thing, but like, I feel like I've been able to find that during this pandemic more so that's nice i baked sourdough bread i made a starter and everything from scratch turned out okay um i don't want to kind of get into that habit because it um bread bread you know what i mean like i ate two i made two loaves and i ate two loaves in a weekend you know what i mean like it was just crap um other than that i've been doing at home workouts as not as much as i can because i could definitely be doing more but i'm happy with myself for like the stuff that I am doing. I've been taking my dog for walks, which is my favorite part because it's been nicer. This week is freezing. I tried to go for a run the other day. Oh my, I had to stop. It was so cold and windy. Um, but I've been, I loving getting outside because the weather's finally decent and like the last few weeks have been pretty nice. It's been like in the mid teens of degrees, um, in terms of like Celsius. Um, so that's been like the highlight of my day, going outside, walking the dog, even though he's a horrible walker and we need to like train him better with that. Uh, he's still a puppy. He's only seven months. Love you, Frank. Um, and at home workouts, what else? I did some moksha, or sorry, moto yoga, like live stream yoga things. I miss yoga so much. Um, I can't, like those are like the two things that I miss the most, aside from seeing friends and like maybe going to cafes and like chilling. Uh, or just having the freedom to do whatever I want. Um, the, th the things I miss the most are going to my personal training and going to yoga because those things were scheduled and it was just so, it's, oh, I miss it. I just miss it so much. So that's nice. Um, this question I'm not going to answer. This here from one of my favorite people in the world, Dr. Andrea DiNardo. Uh, she was my psychology prof at St. Clair College and she is, an incredible person, incredible teacher. Um, I bump into her everywhere I go. It's so funny. Um, and we're like friends now, in my I think. Yeah, we're like friends. <laughs> she asked, how are your parents alike or different from you? And best life lessons from them too. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely have a lot of um, similar qualities to both my parents my mom's pretty sensitive I'm pretty sensitive um my mom's really caring I'm I would say I'm really caring even if I, even if I don't show it slash like to show it um empathetic that kind of stuff all for my mom cooking from my mom my parents both like to cook my parents are both my dad used to be a chef my mom is like I said like a great home cook so like I got that from my parents um I, I feel like I'm very, very different from my parents in terms of how I, my views and how I think about the world and about myself. And I'm not going to get too into that because I don't want to talk about my parents too much online, though I do love them so much. 
Um, my dad, um, I'm similar to him in the aspect of liking nice things. <laughs> um, yeah, us Marie's, we like our things. But I've been on a journey of like minimalism the last like six to eight. Man, I don't know. More like, yeah, like eight months. Um, not to say that I don't like nice things. Like I still like really love things, but I don't really buy a lot of things. I haven't shopped in a very long time, which I'm kind of happy to say, but I still itch. So I'm similar to my dad in, in, in that aspect. We love our nice stuff. Um, my dad likes to travel. I like to travel. Um, if you guys can hear annoying noises in the background, it's, it's my dog, whatever. We got to live with it. Um, how am I different? Like I said, my views, um, I don't know. I feel like generationally, like there's obviously going to be big, like a lot of differences between you and your parents, because one thing I actually was talking about with my friends today, um, I think parents in general, not every single one, but I want to say more specifically with like immigrant parents, because both of my parents are immigrants, like their mentality with respect to like careers and work is kind of more so like find a good paying job and like be happy that you have a job because like those are kind of far and few between back in their day slash back home. Whereas like my thing is like, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel happy. I want to love what I do. And I want that. I know a lot of people do feel like that. And I know I'm not the only one, but I feel like that's the difference between my parents and me. Oops. My watch hit the table. Um, But that's not to say like any one way of thinking of something is right or wrong. You know what I mean? We just are different in that sense. And I'm more of a hippie. I'm, super, I'm more, like, into, like, hippie-like stuff. Um, and then... Um, I'm not going to answer this one either. <laughs> and then I asked, how are you... Or what's helping you stay positive and hopeful during COVID-19? Um, someone said going to work. I agree because I'm still working in my office. And, I mean, I don't know if that's... Like... It's it's nice because I get to do something. I get to leave the house and I get to, like, not be stuck at home for, like, a, eight hours in a day. You know what I mean? Uh, Lemon Soul Podcast, my... I love you, Sierra. You're amazing. I can't wait to interview you. This was supposed to happen a little, like, a very long time ago. But things just keep on getting in our way. And now there's this. So, wham. But um, Lemon Soul Studios, Sierra asked, um, not looking at the news and going outside whenever I can. I agree. I avoid the news at all costs. Um, because I, I just get so, it's, I get bombarded, we are all getting bombarded with all these things and it's just like, yeah, it's, you, it's important to be educated and updated and all that, but it's just, there's so much stuff out there and there's also all that, all these different opinions and conspiracy theories and it's just like, it gets kind of dark and scary and I just don't want to focus on it. I want to, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I want to be like, oh my God, I want to use that same word I was thinking about earlier, but I can't can figure it out if you guys know what this word is send me a dm it's a it's a common word ignorant ignorant there we go i want to be ignorant in this corona virus life in in politics not politics but like in like big issues in the like i just don't the less i know the the happier i am <laughs> to some extent <coughs> excuse me and yes going outside whenever i can i agree with you so much it's so nice to just be able to like go outside and breathe and I feel like this is a great learning experience for us to like remember to get back to like 
kind of just appreciating nature and going outside and like the little things. Um, my friend said, listening to It's Confidential, hoping for some new content soon. Well, you got it now. <laughs> um, someone else said, my dogs. I, I get it. Me too. Frankie is the bomb. And then someone else said, wine. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend Nicole, I'm assuming she's joking, said nothing. <laughs> I feel you, girl. Um, I got a couple U's. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm not going to answer that one. Lisa Marie, my sister. That's inappropriate. She's just being funny, though. Um, my friend said you. <laughs> Weed and alcohol. LOL. That's funny. Um, I'm not a big drinker. I don't smoke marijuana or cannabis. Not that I'm against it. Like, I have... It's legal. So, yes, I have done it in the past. Um, I just... I'm not really too big into either of them. Um, but I have had wine twice this week. So, gang, gang. Um, Dr. DiNardo again. Seeing your smile online. Thank you so much. I, seeing your posts have been really nice. And she always has the most, like positive thing she's a psychologist so you guys should you guys should follow her on instagram because she always always posting a lot of positivity and tips on how to deal with stress and pressures and all that kind of stuff and she's a really big student advocate and she's an amazing person like i said before but um if you do want to follow her it's dr.andrea.denardo d-i-n-a-r-d-o uh we have waking up early keeping me sane lmao yeah I feel yeah, because I hate sleeping in. I feel so unproductive and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like getting, I feel like having a routine is key. Even if it's like just like doing something, like doing some kind of chore to kind of feel like, especially if you're not working and like you're so bored and there's nothing to do, like doing like a cleaning task or like doing your laundry or like doing like, I'm going to do this every day at this time or going out, making sure I go out for a walk every day. It's like accomplishing something is... I feel like a good way to kind of stay positive and like hopeful. Um, then somebody else said, would you like business ideas? Reply to me the answer. Um, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I just got a DM ah, from Andrea. Okay. Um, um, what else should I talk about? I think that I also, maybe I'll talk about how tips on how to stay positive during coronavirus quarantine which is kind of annoying to see all those annoying positive things online especially when like with all like the celebrities and influencers posting like do this do that and i've seen so many funny memes and like tiktoks oh tiktok i've been doing a lot of tiktoks i've been watching a lot of tiktoks those are keeping me entertained and like helping with my mood um a lot because they're so funny and it's addicting and it's just something to pass the time and honestly we need to pass this time pass the time like there's nothing to do you know what i mean and i'm so thankful for technology now um because imagine if we didn't have all the technology that we have now like how would we communicate with people i'm so thankful for all my friends and i'm thankful for facetime and all those things um house party has been fun um oh i want to say shout out to the um all the frontliners, all the f essential workers, the nurses, doctors, um, all that. Uh, everyone who works in health who's risking their lives to help ours. My sister especially. She is a nurse and she moved out into a hotel um, until 
we don't know when just to like keep my mom and I safe which we really appreciate and I know a lot of like nurses are doing it and we so yeah appreciative appreciated much appreciated um what else am I gonna talk about I feel like there I wanted to talk about tips tips oh yeah with like the celebrities the um what's it called like the that freaking I saw this like meme or tiktok or something and it was like celebrities during the what when the vatican was on fire did that happen something something happened like running for their like checkbooks like and donating celebrities during um covid19 and that shows someone googling imagine by the beatles (laughs) that was funny um but yeah that's just to say like i don't want to come off like annoying about like do this do that um but um ways to stay positive um being somewhat active doing something to make make sure that you're feeling accomplished getting outside creating something doing something artistic watching your favorite movie connecting with your friends over facetime or phone calls or texting um journaling i don't know cooking um yeah um i don't know I have other things I want to talk about. I don't know how to like transition. So I think I'm just going to like hop into it. Um, um, great pause. Shoot. Um, there's, oh, you know what's cool? I got a sponsorship up, uh, offer for my podcast. I don't, it, I don't know how to like go about it, but yeah, I got an offer for sponsorship. So that's pretty cool. But I don't know if it's real, real. Like it's real. But um, I don't know if it's worth it, to be honest. Um, I hear stuff in the background. My dog is... Frankie, stop. Um, I, I want to do a whole episode on this, and I wanted to do it with, like, somebody else. But it was just, like, hard because there's, like, a topic, but it's, it's like, it can kind of go anywhere and everywhere. But it's kind of, like, being stuck and feeling stuck and, like a rut or like in a position in your life and like not being happy with where you are in life and whether that be your job, your schooling, your whatever. But I kind of like bounce back and forth of like feeling stuck and like unhappy with where I am with respect to certain things and wanting to change like things. And I've always had issues figuring out what it is that I want to do for a career that's realistic and obtainable. And, you know, like, so like, I'm just, I've like, had struggles my not my whole life but like for like all of my like post-secondary even in high school because like I'm like I don't know what I do um life like just like trying out different schooling programs and different this and that and like just like not feeling fulfilled that's like so important to me and like how how do you find that and it's like now it's like I'm at the point where like I'm I've graduated from a program and like I have a job now and it's like, do I want to like, um, like start over again? You know what I mean? <sighs> you know, and I know I'm still young. I'm only 24, but just like, you know, feeling, I, I'm finally starting to feel a little more stable and more adult, but I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like my job. Um, I'm just saying I like, I, I'd like to keep my options open. Uh-huh. Um... I'm thankful to have a job. I'm really, really, really and truly thankful like to have a job right now where there's a time where people are getting laid off and 
um, people are scared, you know, to like being scared that they're not going to be able to make payments and bills and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very grateful and thankful that I'm not, I don't have to apply for um, unemployment insurance or EI. Is that what that stands for? Employment insurance? Whatever. I don't have to apply for those yet. I mean, anything could happen, right? Um, kind of bummed. I was supposed to get a new car. Um, but then coronavirus started like ex- like getting like worse and worse. And I was just like, shoot, like I feel like it's not a good time to get a new car because what if I do get laid off? And what if like the economy just goes to shit and then like I have this new car and I'm like not going to be able to make the payments on it, you know? So it's a good thing that I stopped. Um, or that I, not that I stopped, but that I didn't go through with it when I wanted to because I was like, I was close. Like I was like, they were about to drop the paperwork, you know? And I was just like, you know what? Just give me some time. I want to see if this blows over anytime soon. It's not blowing over. We just extended another, what was it, 28 days. So welcome to my life. Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to my fucking amazing friend, Erica Pelado, who is, I feel so bad for her. She moved to France for the year for a job and her year turned out to be stuck in mandatory lockdown like in Paris or sorry I always say Paris in France she's not she's not in Paris she's in Strasbourg they're like really locked down like they're like they have like from what I've heard like police officers patrolling everywhere and like asking them like where are you going why are you outside like just like all this stuff and I know that's happening kind of here too but it seems like a lot more strict there so I feel bad because like that was supposed to be like her year you know what I mean to like be in France and live in France and experience so much stuff and travel and people were like her family was going to come visit her and like now all that stopped like you like it just sucks I feel so bad for you but hey what, what can you do right I we need to I, it's I, it sucks it fucking it's horrible but everyone we just need to like you know just accept it for what it is like we we can't change it the best we can do is just follow government legislation and tips and social isolate and distance and wash your hands I don't know I don't know this is such a weird time like has anyone ever like no one in my generation have we ever like lived in through something like this I don't think so like I know SARS was a thing that was I think that was before I was born or when I was a baby I don't know I don't remember I don't know how that was I feel like this is bad as bad as it has been I don't know maybe I sound like a entitled douchebag for not knowing or caring I don't know but <clears throat> it's just so weird like it's just kind of like a waiting game like what are we doing like I don't know I don't know I'm just like bored I don't really mind this is probably so um, mind numbing to listen to I don't know maybe I should end it um, like end the episode. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking through like Instagram to see if there's anything. Let's look through my DMs. There's nothing. Um, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say like who online is keeping like is like inspiring me and keeping me positive. Um, I've already mentioned Dr. Donardo. Um, Sierra from um, Lemon Soul Podcast. Sorry, my dog is like, I feel like I can hear it in the microphone, like in, the, in my headphones that something's moving. Sierra from Lemon Soul Podcast. Frankie Reno, my homie. 
He always posts some great stuff online. Um, everyone at Bon Appetit, that uh, it's a that cooking magazine, the food magazine, but they have a YouTube channel. I've been, I, I mean, I've been watching them forever, but I love, like, their videos have been helping me so much get through, helping me get through just, like, the boredom and stuff so much. Uh, who else? The Stellar Vibe, Lisa, you're great. Check out her Instagram page. Um, the Mindful Blonde, she has a cool page. Hire You Pilates, Laura, I miss you, hope you're doing well. Um, who else is on here? All these people are, like, posting, like, really great, like, inspiring just like things or just like things to help you like kind of forget about sorry about the noise just forget about like the crap that's going on like right now um if i'm forgetting someone i'm sorry like i'm just trying to kind of like i'm just kind of swiping through and seeing what popping out to me um yeah oh live live make put out a song out live needs to put out a song because i'm so bored i need something new to listen to Ooh, um no noam chomp chimsky um the band that work that live performs with they just put out a new song uh let me find the name of it because i don't want to butcher it noam chimsky oops oh i'm playing something on tie no copyright sorry noam chimsky they just put out a new song called new friends it's really good I'm not going to play it because I don't want to get in trouble. But yeah, check that out. You guys are awesome. Um, I think that's it. I'm going to try and record again sometime, maybe this week or next week, if I have another free little moment to myself. But um, please follow me on Instagram. It's confidential underscore podcast. Give this um, podcast a rating and a, and a review on iTunes or sorry, like Apple Podcasts, because that really helps me out. Um, share it. Um, reach out to me on Instagram. Tell me what you guys want to hear. I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to like be inspired and like think of like new content and stuff to talk about. I feel like it's always kind of like the same stuff. Like, this is what's happening in my life right now. Blah blah blah. But some people like it. I've been, I get I get some feed, good feedback. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you made it this far. Um, and if you did, thank you so much. See you guys soon. Don't know when that'll be. But ciao ciao.